So we just wrapped up um, a little local news interview with Frank Wiley from Channel 10 Cam. I know we talked a little bit about your service and us meeting in pharmacy school. We're going to dive in with uh, this podcast. May is Mental Health Month. And I think it's really important that we talk about a lot of different aspects of mental health, but specifically, we're going to have some more um, concurrent resources for what we discussed with Frank earlier today. So if anybody, anybody came looking for the podcast after seeing us on the Frank Wiley Channel 10 Morning Show, here are a lot of the resources that are discussed, and they're a little bit more, the resources will be a little bit more organized and we'll include them all in the description of this podcast so that you guys can get any help for you or a loved one. Welcome to the Men's Health Unscripted Podcast with Patrick and Cam. We're focused on everything on men's health, looking at your emotional, your physical, and your spiritual well-being. You're going to take care of that and make sure you keep on going. Cam, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, doing pretty well. Um, excited to share some, some resources. We put a lot of work in. Um, especially Cam has put some work in through his experiences um, to get get people the resources that they need and just a couple other local resources that are non-VA that just the people that we like and people that have worked with us in the past so we can get started. So I think first things first, let's get the crisis hotline out of the way. So anytime if you're feeling, if you're having suicidal thoughts or ideations, those kind of things, your family members or friends are noticing that your behaviors might be um, erratic and not normal. There is a hotline. Uh, it's called 988. And that is that is the suicide service hotline. Um, and then Cam, I know that you have some other uh, options here in the description. Tell us a little bit about the hotline and some of the other options that that maybe certain uh, populations of people can reach. Oh yeah, so that the hotline isn't specific uh, to military or not. That is the number you can anybody can dial in. So you can punch nine eight eight on the phone. Um, option one will get you to the per an individual you could speak to. So if you are able to remember that in that you know point in time, you could fast track that. Otherwise, just listen to that menu. So they actually have some options for some people. If you don't wish to talk to somebody, you can always text as well. Uh, you could just text eight three eight. 255 and that'll get somebody on your messaging device whatever service you use for that um, you can also chat online with someone so if you're have you have a computer or another thing that accesses the internet you can have an online chat with someone as well uh, at that point you probably just google crisis hotline and that would probably give you the website that gives you their um, their chat option there's actually an interesting um the tty for those who have hearing loss i've actually used the service before in our practice uh, with some patients. So if you have hearing loss or unable to um, hear through the phone, you can actually call 800-799-4889. And that actually puts you um, on with the individual that you're able to have a conversation without being able to hear or speak. Oh, that's interesting. And that's a, a really valuable resource. I think it's also important too, I noticed the text line as well. And you kind of touched on it before, but what a what an important resource for somebody that might not maybe they're in a, a position where they can't speak out loud or they're kind of confined or maybe feeling confined to a space. So the ability to uh, be able to write out your feelings. And I know that this is kind of a offshoot of it, but I know that writing down things, journaling things, how it goes through your day, journaling 
you know, even success or failures is really helpful because you're able to take your thoughts and put them down on paper. So I think that text option is actually very beneficial for anyone. Um, you, you're able to not only think your thoughts, but reread your thoughts and then, you know, have someone there also supporting, um, supporting you as well. So we think these options are really valuable for anyone. Like we said, this is a crisis line. So this is like rubbers hitting the road. Um, give that a call. It is, it is not worth your life or someone that you love's life uh, to, to be putting off a situation that is as dire as this. So um, Cam, I know this is a little bit more your experience as well. Um, and uh, working with the VA, I know that you were fortunate enough while we were in pharmacy school to have a rotation in the VA and then also your service as a Marine. So let's talk a little bit about the VA mental health services and maybe some tips and tricks you have for navigating that system. Oh, yeah. So keeping in mind that the end of the month is Memorial Day. So for our veterans, um, family for veterans, everyone like that, there are loads of resources the VA provides. A big change in the way everyone kind of sees mental health and the treatment in the last few years. So it's kind of geared the VA to take more uh, take more charge and advantage of the technology we have to focus resources on that. So um, their website, their main website that will help out with that is mentalhealth.va.gov. That will actually be the entire page specific to mental health care. And that can actually vary for a many different services based on what the diagnosis or what the challenge may be, including things like anxiety, bipolar, depression, um, TBIs, which is traumatic brain injuries. Um, could be even sexual trauma that occurred while you're in service, PTSD related, even substance use, substance abuse or substance use disorders, whether it be you know drugs, alcohol, or even tobacco. And as we mentioned with the crisis hotline, also suicide prevention as well. So there are the, the links for the chat boxes and the text numbers and phone numbers for the crisis lines and the suicide prevention lines as well. So how do they, how do they kind of offer these services? You get a few options from there. Um, and this can actually be accessed at your local VA or your primary care as well, but they can do them in person. So you can speak to your PCP and they can set you up with the mental health services, your primary care provider. They can set you up with your mental health services provided by the VA. Uh, you can use telehealth. So they actually can have something like this where you're on the computer, you're kind of doing um, therapy, you're discussing your concerns, issues, things like that. Uh, and they even do the online services and they have apps. So many of us don't like to talk to people you know, on the phone or you don't want to go in to see somebody. There's actually apps that you can download your phone and then you have quick access to these resources and individuals with chat, chat options on that. So when you're doing it in person, um, their facilities are obviously what you're gonna be utilizing. So they have a lot of, they have a lot of facilities that kind of will be based on certain aspects of mental health. So including like a PTSD program. Uh, so you can, you have a, they have a search locator there uh, on the website. So you can type in your address or zip code and it'll get you close areas um, where they have some of these programs for whether it be just mental health programs or PTSD programs or other options you may need based on some of those previous um, those previous disorders and one of the challenges we mentioned earlier. Uh, so for us, I kind of wanted to get some around Tampa uh, in the general Tampa kind of area just to make it a little bit easier, more accessible to our our where we're at core kind of kind of fan sure. base kind of core population here. Uh, so the big thing to look out for are these local vet centers. Uh, they're, you know, walk-in able. You're able to kind of go in, 
discuss an issue and they can catch you up with someone. Um, so you can use the website or they have a telephone number to locate these vet centers as well. So you can call 1-877-927-8387. And that's a 24-7 service. Um, you can speak to a fellow veteran about your services and they can help you locate a vet center near you. So being in Tampa, um, we have actually a few locality ones for us. So we have uh, the VA South Clinic on 46th Street. There is always the James A. Haley Hospital over on Bruce B. Downs. That's the big VA hospital in our area. It kind of sets up the network for the Tampa. Um, I think that one reaches up just kind of south of Gainesville. So it's a pretty big area. And then east, and east over towards Orlando. Uh, there's a Tampa Vet Center that you can use as well. And then these services actually outline local VA chaplains and suicide prevention specialists with direct numbers to these individuals. So if you don't want to particularly go to a vet center or go into a clinic or the big hospital, you can actually reach out to these individual people and you can have a, you know, a, I don't want to say anonymous, they, they will ask, you know, your name and things like that, just kind of create that rapport. But you can have this conversation with an individual that's not directly related to your charting and to your, your, your healthcare backgrounds, um, what we call those things. To your health your health record, but there's something else we call it in the VA. I can't remember what it's called. So they're not directly related to your health record. So they're not recording this stuff into your your record as well. But direct lines to them. Uh, if you're looking for programs specifically for PTSD, it's a big topic coming up now as recognition develops for that. Uh, the two programs located in the area, one is based out of James Haley, the other one is Bay Pines. So Bay Pines over there in the St. Pete area, they do have a bigger and more robust system. Um, than the James Haley one currently does, but they both still offer outpatient services for that. So non and you know not inpatient in the hospital. Yeah. Um, so I do have a question. So I know we're targeting a lot of this towards the Tampa Bay area. If, if anyone was listening to this show and they did call these numbers, do you think that they would provide access to resources? Maybe if they were in a, a different state or part of the country. Yes. So all these numbers that we are kind of rattling off everybody today um, is the the numbers the VA provides kind of as a whole. And then that person, if you're looking for a local service, they'll actually be able to get you targeted towards your local area. Or if you're utilizing the website, as I mentioned, you would just type in your address or your zip code, and that would give you the, the things in your immediate area. Um, we just kind of do this as an example to show like as you put in your zip code. So I put in my zip code personally. Um, I'm not directly in Tampa, but then I kind of adjusted those services towards Tampa, um, just because there's the bigger, more options there. Yeah, I've been over to Bay Pines uh, quite a few times. It is a beautiful facility. I mean, they really have a lot of um, what seems to be like a lot of great resources for veterans. And then the James A. Haley was pretty much right across the street from USF. So I know I didn't spend a lot of time over there in pharmacy school. Um, I did go over there a few times for some volunteer work before pharmacy school and during pharmacy school. And it's a, uh, it's a very interesting experience. You, you learn a lot talking to the veterans, especially the older guys, you know, some of the old heads that are still around. Um, they really have a lot of life experience and, and it's unfortunate. Some of them are in there um, maybe for not seeking the help that they probably could have gotten uh, beforehand. And a, a personal experience of mine is my grandfather fought in world war II. I noticed that when I was a kid, he would tell me very interesting stories. Oh, yeah. I learned about gonorrhea when I was about six years old. And, I, <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of crazy because he he spent his final year, 
the I, th I believe the war had ended and he stayed in London. He's it seems like he spent his final year of service working um, kind of with a VA type system um, and saw a ton of diseases, ton of infections and things like that. And that in itself, just being in pharmacy school, you know, and seeing some of the stuff that we've seen probably over time can be super traumatizing. So not only is wartime, but just being around infections, like the smell and and things like that really is, uh, <laughs> it's not a lot of fun to be around. So I, I learned a ton from him at a very young age um, and just, you know, learned to take care of myself just as a civilian. It must have been so different to be, I spent, I think he spent a lot of his time in World War II in Paris. So must have been very different, very different quality of, uh, of life there. And the time frame too has got to be insanity. Nowadays, you think about infection, it's still bad, but it's not as, Depending on the infection, obviously, it's not as crazy as it was. You know, we have all these antibiotics now, all this realization that we need sterile equipment, sterile bandages and stuff. Back then, they were just like, I don't know, we have penicillin. Yeah, <laughs> we have penicillin and saw. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's pretty interesting just to kind of hear hear a lot of his stories. And, and I feel for veterans just hearing his stories and his experiences. Um, I never served, but... It's I uh, I thank you for your service, Cam, because it takes a lot. I know we've got a lot of buddies that that help us here with the podcast and come to our events and hang out and stuff. And it's been awesome seeing how how open they are to discussing um, some of their issues. And I think I think a, a big issue that I've found out discussing with some veterans, uh, we've done some walks on the Riverwalk and things, is that coming back to coming back to civilian life, they experience these crazy uh, actual hormone fluctuations. Like their testosterone goes in the dumper, their cortisol is going up and they're like, I'm living a normal life, but you know, why, why is it doing that? And it's just the amount of stress that we put on our body uh, and the amount of stress veterans get put on their body being in combat situation. I can only imagine um, what, you know, it, it, Cam, I got to ask, is that kind of like just a rush when you're out there? Is it like adrenaline just on all the time or? Yeah, it is. And that's kind of one of the big problems we have when we come back. So I always say I enjoyed uh, being over the combat because your entire thing is just trying not to die. Uh, so then you come back to the States and then you can't fit that same lifestyle uh, into the regular world because not nothing unless you live in australia nothing's trying to kill you every day <laughs> so you, you don't have that adrenaline kind of pumping all the time so unfortunately that is find a lot of a lot of vets coming back and they try to replace um replace that feeling so they start looking into dangerous activities that cause some of that adrenaline so when we came back from my second deployment there's actually a group uh, we were in north carolina and there was a group that was providing like options that were a bit safer but services to that where people can still get that adrenaline rush with it being in a controlled environment. So things like whitewater rafting, um, some sports. I think they had even like, I don't want to say they were like motorcycle rides, but they were like courses that you could go take your bike on and things like that, um, where you know, you're not going 200 miles down the interstate kind of situations. Or I think they offer, even offer things like paintball and stuff, which is pretty interesting coming back as you know combat troops. And then they want to put you in paintball situations. But, um, you know, it's, that's somewhere we, the Marines specifically we thrive at. So that option was picked quite a bit. 
Yeah, I can imagine you guys out there on the paintball course just like smoking some kids. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so let me be honest. We actually tried this um, with our vet center at USF 2016 or 17. I can't remember exactly. But we went out there with a bunch of us. And actually, those kids were smoking everybody because we were renting <laughs> We were renting like this the paintball fields guns. So they're like the very, very base models. And you got kids out there with like electronic triggers, electronic feeds, and all these crazy expensive shit mommy and daddy paid for them. <laughs> they're out there just lighting everybody up like pillbox. It was crazy. Wow. That's crazy. I've I've seen some of those. Uh I had a buddy that was big paintball and like almost pro level paintball and like the guns that they have are insane. Yeah, the amount of the, the amount of money and the equipment they buy is ridiculous. Oh yeah, I think he I think he had a couple thousand in that gun for sure. Uh interesting stuff. So I, I also wanted to bring up, you know, it's important we kind of touched on it before is like the substance dependence issue, right? I mean, I, I know that we've discussed it on the podcast a few times in the past, Cam, where veterans coming home, drinking a little bit more, um, doing more drugs and things like that to kind of maybe mask some of the mental health issues. Um, are, there, are there any experiences that you can kind of speak on or willing to speak on where, you know, maybe uh, substance isn't really the answer? I, from personal experience, I, I you know, I think uh, alcohol has, has masked some depression in, in my past. And, and that's kind of why I chose to stop uh, drinking and kind of move forward and seek more treatment. But, you know, what what are some maybe some other alternatives that that veterans returning home can reach to other than substances? They definitely should avoid reaching for those substances. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of us do, uh, especially when you're in like the, the Navy side. Um, so the Navy Marine Corps, we do tend to drink quite a bit. Uh, it's something, you know, I still kind of do coming out. So guys, you know, you, you hear us on the podcast, you see us out in events, you think, you know, oh, this guy is on top of his business, he's got everything. But occasionally I still do have a couple more drinks that I need to. Um, it is something that we start in the military. We sometimes continue off uh, in the past, but we try to self-treat ourselves with that. And then some people reach for harder substances. So I've actually, I had a friend get kicked out of the military. Uh, he got the Marine Corps for substance use. Um, obviously illegal substances. It wasn't something that, you know, the military can can care for or or try to allow you know, per se on that. So some people do reach for that. And again, it can come back to that adrenaline thing. You know, they're looking for that rush. So they grab some of that cheese, you know, fucking do a big snort and run amok. But uh, it's definitely not the best bet. We are a lot of people do try to self-treat themselves. They try to do it to quiet their mind so they can go to sleep or take their mind off of, you know, their inner demons, things like that. But the VA offers a lot of programs for that. Um, you can actually find in your local your local health department, your local for whatever state you're in. So for us, obviously, the Florida Department of Health, um, you can actually Google their website and they'll actually have another list of resources that are local, obviously, for your specific location. Uh, but you can find programs that can help with substance use, mental health. And if you, when you're able to be aware, notice that there's an issue and actually focus your time to try to take care of it, you could get to the base of it, get to the root and start getting help for that root instead of finding the you know substance that helps hide it and help mask it so there's always options out there and there's programs both provided by the government with the va state um veteran resources and then even just state health resources if you're not related to the va if you don't want to use the va 
there are other options you can use um, that are provided. Yeah, I think that's a, a good transition. I know that there's, you know, you have your Alcoholics Anonymous. Sometimes that program doesn't work for everybody. I know a lot of people that it does work for. Yeah. Um, I have some friends that are in recovery and they're at the meetings all the time and it does wonders for them. So, you know, with us, we're trying to just help you guys find things that work, right? It's not about picking the right platform. If, if the right thing comes along and it, it works, then it works. And it doesn't really matter what other people are using, because if it works for you, then it works for you. And, and, and I think that that is a pillar of Men's Health Unscripted is that this is a judgment-free space where guys can get the help and resources that they need. And, you know, maybe not so much in this episode, but in other episodes, we can share some laughs and, um, you know, have some jokes and have some fun. So, but, but continuing on, there's also a big message that I know we spoke about, about it with uh, Frank in our pre previous episodes. Uh, we need to kind of really push on is people need to understand that it's not going to be a like one and done overnight solution and you're good to go. It will take some time and, you know, it may not be a good fit. So let's so you, you try off, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous or was the other one? NA, I think it is, Narcotics Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't like it, you don't feel that situation. You, you can't just say it's not for you and give up. You do need to give it some time. So maybe give it a few, a uh, few visits, a few of the groups. And if it's still not working out, you need to find another option because there are other ones out there and not everything is a fit for everybody. Same thing with your therapy. So if, if you're wanting to go out for therapy for any kind of mental health concerns and you don't like your therapist, don't immediately write therapy off. I have a lot of friends that unfortunately that's what happened is they went to, you know, they utilize their VA services. They went to see a therapist, didn't like the therapist. And I mean, it was like, no, therapy's not for me. Can't do this stuff. It's not going to help me. The problem is you need to find a therapist that, works in a program that fits for you and it's not going to be immediate it may take some trial and error yeah and i don't think we got a chance to like cover this i know we've talked about it before but like explicitly say it is that when you go speak to a healthcare professional about mental health or physical health or whatever you are protected by hipaa so it's not like your health information your mental health concerns or um you know things in your past that you need to discuss in order to move forward those things aren't just going to be out in the public eye i mean we uh, healthcare professionals take HIPAA very seriously um, and, and understanding that there is a conversation that is happening between you and someone who is licensed is so, so important because it allows a lot of people to feel more open and, and have the ability to share the things that are on their mind. And that is so huge because if, if you don't feel like you can share, if you don't feel like you're connecting with someone, you're not going to get to the root cause of a lot of these issues. So take some time. If the first uh, professional isn't working, try to find someone else. And and they're, it's okay. I mean, from my personal experience, I probably went through four or five uh, different therapists before I landed on somebody who could identify with what I was talking about and um, could really give me good concrete answers. And, and the last point I'm going to make about therapy is that the therapist or the professional they're not going to be the person that's there fixing your problems. I mean, it, it's ultimately your responsibility to fix your problems. What they're able to do is to give you a third party kind of objective view um, and then just question you about, hey, why are you why are you feeling this way? Why are you thinking this way? And the, the most important thing is not to have someone tell you what to do. 
uh, in therapy, but it, it is to find the answers yourself within and the things that you know are going to be sustainable um, and work with you. And I think that is what's really, really important about uh, using therapy and use, utilizing those services is that um, you find what works for you. And I know we've said it a couple of times in the podcast. So there's a reason we've said it a few times is because that is, you know, the answers are, are in your heart um, for the most part. Um, they can help guide you to other resources or help maybe educate you on something that you didn't know about. But at the end of the day, the answers are within ourselves. And that's, that's what's so important. If you ever find somebody that's telling you like, oh, you should live this way or blah, 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 it might not be the best you know, person or a therapist to be working with because they don't, they're not you, they don't know you. And it's really tough to tell somebody kind of how to live. Right. Yeah. And then who knows nowadays you might end up in a, you know, a cult doing cold dumps somewhere <laughs> getting shitted on later. <laughs> right. Um, so you mentioned it before and we kind of wanted to discuss some of these resources, but um, so here's some non VA resources that we also have found helpful um, and so there's the Crisis Center of Tampa. You can call 211. And there's also Tampa Bay Thrives. That number is 844. And then U Y O U O K O K A Y. And so that's 844. And here's the numbers 968 6529. Um, I'll also include those numbers in the description. This whole kind of discussion will be included in the description and, uh, and for the resources. And then also check our Instagram. We do have all month long of May, we will be posting a bunch of different um, mental health resources for civilians, veterans, pretty much anybody, um, LGBTQ. So all of that will be out there. And then June 3rd, we'll also be having a course that we'll be teaching at Seamates Creamery in Tampa. And that will be on PrEP, um, pre-exposure prophylaxis. Um, that's, you know, different podcast, but just kind of uh, want to let everybody know kind of what we're doing. And so um, what was some other helpful resources? You had the Florida health programs, things like that, Cam. Yeah, it's uh, actually you go on your local health department and then they'll actually have a resources tab. Uh, you can click on that and then it'll break it down by what you're looking for. So mental health and I'll actually break down. It'll give you a listing of the resources. So that's where a good, good bit of these non VA related what's came from is that site had the um had the suicide prevention the tampa the uh, crisis center the tampa bay thrives as well so they will have that as well uh, if you are looking for something that's not related to that for us specifically um the organization nami n-a-m-i you can go to their website and they can also help you locate some some things for you so for us being tampa it's in hillsborough county so for an example for us it's going to be nami hillsborough.org slash resources. So you'll probably be able to utilize that same format, insert your county instead of Hillsborough, be wherever you're located. And that'll actually give you more, more resources. Some of them will be repetitive. So if you are looking for, you know, through different, different of these avenues and you notice a couple of them repeating, probably because they're a good resource and they're utilized locally. Yeah. And then uh, one that I, I would really like to talk about too. And I, I couldn't really say if I know of anybody that used it, but it pops up everywhere as SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse yeah. and Mental Health Services Administration. Um, they also, they really promote the crisis line, the 988 number we discussed. 
And they really talk about different types of substance abuse and different kinds of issues that people have. And they also have a ton of resources that you can just click into. You can find affordable mental health counseling. Um, I think they have uh, dis another disaster distress hotline, um, different ways that you can find treatment. So there's a findtreatment.gov website that is connected through SAMHSA. So, I mean, this you can really get lost in the SAMHSA website as far as with what they are able to provide. And so that is, again, samhsa.gov. That is a crucial resource. I, I learned about it in pharmacy school, um, actually in an elective about mental health. And uh, we actually had a class uh, where they came and they spoke to us as a class. Do you remember their their speaker? Uh, it's a funny little antidote, I guess we can go into a offset for that. So we actually learned about sure. SAMHSA in school and the representative um, was actually someone who utilized the services and she told us her story. And when you see her, she came in, she looks very professional. And then when she starts telling her story, it was some of the craziest stuff we have ever heard. She starts her story off, um, you know, about some of her background. And then she ended up like stabbing her boyfriend or something. Like there was so many left turns in that. You thought you were watching Daytona. Like it was <laughs> crazy. Um, but she utilizes the services and now she actually works for them. And, you know, she's gotten everything back back on track. So pretty clever because it's, it's a personal experience that she had with the service. Now she works with the service to promote it. Um, so there, you know, there are people that utilize it. So we do know it is, it is founded in actual, you know, therapy, actual sciences, um, and it does work. Oh yeah, it is. It's definitely a professional resource. Um, you know, it's, it's not like some fly by night organization. They're legit. Um, you know, if you scroll down, I'm on their website right now. And if you scroll down, they actually have a mental health awareness month toolkit. And if you click in there, there's ton of resources, ton of information, a lot of reading. Um, and it's it's just really a good organization. I mean, we have guided, we've used use it as as a kind of a, a pinnacle of some of our guidance and, and where we like to send people. They do have some veterans information. I remember searching through here, but a lot of it will kind of redirect you to at a certain point, it will redirect you to the VA. Um, so great resource, SAMHSA. I know when I was in class, I was like, I think they were asking where we it was a short breakout breakout group. And they were saying, what's a good resource? And I said, Sam says awesome. And the professor was like, do you know what the acronym stands for? And I just kind of sat there. I didn't know, but I knew it was a great resource. But yeah, it is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Um, they provide a, a ton of different resources as well. Um, also. Huge shout out to Exalted Warrior Foundation. We have worked with them in the past, um, especially I think the first year of Men's Health Unscripted. Um, we the the founder's name is Annie Okerlund. She's local here to Tampa. The Exalted Warrior Foundation does a lot of mental health services for veterans, um, and so these are not necessarily your typical mental health services, but they offer a lot of meditation, yoga. Uh, I rest things like that that are help that help really to soothe the body. Um, a lot of their services are directed towards people experiencing PTSD, and so um, they have a ton of different practice guidelines. It's trauma informed. It's a very special type of 
yogic uh, teaching, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, as many of you guys know, I'm a big yogi and I, I feel um, like that's a great resource. And Cam, I, I actually have a story to share with you that somebody told me a little while back. I thought it was very interesting. So um, when, when a lot of uh, service members are in combat or in training for combat, uh, active duty there, you guys are shooting a lot, right? Yep. And if you've never shot a gun, there is some breath that goes into it. If you want to hit yep. your target appropriately, do you feel like some of those rhythmic type breath work, um, experiences keep you calm in such a high intensity environment? Is it like a secondary thing that you don't really realize is working? Um, and then when you get back to civilian life, if you're not doing, maintaining that breathing kind of exercise, you feel like things get a little out of whack. Um, it, so it is something like, like I can't say for other branches, but the Marine Corps places a lot of stress into, uh, it's called breath control. So when you are firing, uh, your weapon, when it, when it's a rifle, obviously if you're like on a mounted machine gun or something, you're not going to use it because it's mounted. But the idea is that you're, you're controlling your breathing to a yeah a rhythmic kind of situation so you know when the lull is because as you exhale your body's going to kind of naturally flex kind of inward and down um and that's kind of where you want to put your aiming point at so that way as you're just normally breathing you're kind of controlling the breath it definitely will be relaxing on that because you're not hyperventilating you're not holding your breath which can also be negative um, when it comes to um what is it there's a fancy word they have for shooting guns marksmanship it can be negative to marksmanship. So it's it is definitely relaxing in that situation in that sense. Uh, but it is not really something we carry outside of shooting, um, at least for the Marine Corps specific. Okay. Um, yeah, like a long time ago, I think it was I'm not sure if you met him. His name is uh Nick Karras, not our Nick Karras from school, but a different Nick Karras. His name is Nicky Namaste. Uh he was a, a veteran in the Marines and then he transitioned into being a yogi. And he has like his yoga practice and stuff. He's he's kind of local to Tampa. We'll have to link you guys up. I think but, I met. Was he at uh, Kudawari one time? I he might have been. Him. I think I might have met him at Kudawari. Okay, yeah, he might have been there for something that we did. Um, but he's a great dude, and and I think he was telling me about how he correlated a lot of his breath work in the Marines to what he started doing when he started practicing yoga afterwards. And he was like, "Oh, I." He's, you know, basically was saying that he found ways to kind of quiet his mind and quiet a lot of the PTSD um, feelings and emotions that would bubble up. And he would start getting, you know, having an attack and he would slip into his breath program and that would help calm him down um, sometimes all the way and calm him down enough to be able to, you know, get resources and, and to get help so that nothing, you know, far worse or more significant happened. Oh yeah, and it's definitely definitely helpful because it is something that we are ingrained with um, when you go through training. So you will do it. You do it while you're at training. Every every year you have to qualify on the rifles. So you every year you're gonna go back. They're going to reteach it to you, regardless of your memory or not. You're gonna get relearned on it. Uh, but then you'll use it just on your own in combat. And then as we get out, we still just use it whenever we're you know shooting or things like that. So. It definitely is something that is set into your body and you don't forget it. And you're, you will just kind of muscle memory, as they say, do that. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, this is side point for me. I haven't I haven't shot a gun, man, in a while. It's been a while, but um, 
I do. I have done yoga recently and nasal breathing really does help with depression, anxiety. Um, once, you know, I, I won't call any professors out, but we had a professor one time and I was like sitting next to the guy and we had our mask on. And I'm like, this guy is just like heavy breathing through his mouth. No wonder he's so stressed out. <laughs> like dude was just stressed out all the time. And he would, you could just hear him like <sighs> into his mask. I'm like, you're breathing in the same stuff you breathed out. Like you got you gotta, you gotta calm down, dude. You gotta tone it back. That's <laughs> like some we have, you know, some we have in the the Marine Corps. Marine Corps, we like to call people mouth breathing mother. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, because like when you're doing your breath control work, you know, for rifle rifle tree, you you're you're breathing with your mouth. Um, nasal breathing takes a little bit more time. Uh, it's a little more forceful than if you were just kind of exhale out of your mouth. So it's weird that we're we make fun of people, we still do it. Yeah, but that's, that's the, that's the Marine Corps. Let's be honest. That's the way it is. <laughs> and, um, so last military, so this is a military owned business that I know the owner and he actually does a ton of work with veterans. Um, a lot of like veterans self self care help and, um, owns cigar city CrossFit. So Ben Bunn, uh, green beret. And just, he, he is like, I think the guy's the Energizer Bunny. I mean, he's always on into something. Um, I know he's the, I believe he's like the vice president of product development for Bravo Sierra. It's a, a men's care line. And is just, he's an all around good guy and he's just wants to help. And so, um, you know, I'm sure you could probably go sneak up on him, probably not sneak up on him, but, you know, get in the gym, Cigar, Cigar City CrossFit. It's over there on 7th Avenue, just outside of uh, the main drag on Ebor. Great facility. Been there, worked out there. Um, and just a really good dude that that really wants to help. So um, I think as far as all of those, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty comprehensive list of resources. And when we get this podcast out there, I will list them all um, in the description. So if you're listening right now, and you haven't checked out the description and you're wondering all these numbers and all these places that we rattle off, uh, find the description and all of that information will be there. And then finally, so you can shoot an email. You shoot an email right over to us, operations at menshealthunscripted.com. Let us know, you know if some of these resources uh, helped. If you have additional resources that you would like to share, something that you've found that works and is really beneficial that we might not have mentioned or know about, we are uh, by no means perfect and, and all knowing. So let us know. And we're just trying to piece this together so that our community has a place to go and uh, resources to help them. I mean, uh, what is it now? I think I think the male suicide rate, Cam, I think last year was up like closer to 80% or right at 80%. And and I just uh I and I I we it's just not necessary. You know, it's not. Um, you know, so 80, you know, close to 80% of all suicides are men. And that number is up since before COVID, it was around 75. And, you know, you can get into the whole, like, is, is the intent more lethal or whatever the case may be. And I, I just think that it's really an unnecessary um, issue and, and it's going to happen. And hopefully it happens less and less and less. Uh, as as that our work goes and as mental health kind of starts proliferating more through society and the importance of mental health, because, um, you know, people lose their families. It really destroys lives. And it's it's just um, it's sad and it's not necessary. Yeah, 100 so. percent.
Um, with any of that being said, guys, uh, well, Cam, you got anything else for us? Yeah, just don't be afraid to go out and reach out, talk to somebody, um, veterans specifically. A lot of a lot of us like to shit on the VA, but having my hands into the VA, like people need to realize it's government funded. So it does have some of the top healthcare provided in the country. They have access to services, uh, new therapies, new programs before a lot of the civilian side will just because there is the funding for it. Um, my time there, I got to see some of the big, crazy antibiotics being used just because the government can get a hold of it where civilians can't. Uh, they have the pockets for it. So people like to shit on it. And a lot of times that's just because they had a bad experience. And in my experience and opinion, it's a lot of time it's because the person themselves is not open to help whether it be medical, mental therapy, pharmaceuticals, they don't want help. They they want help, but they don't actually want to do anything about it. Um, so that's where a lot of people have some bad situations. Not you know, barring there are situations where something could go wrong and it could have been someone's fault. But majority of the time, it's they have a bad attitude, they have a bad taste for something, and instead of trying to be open and proactive, they like to be quote you know reactive and just kind of toss it to the, this ain't going to work. This ain't for me, Ben. So be open to it. Understand it is a process and don't be afraid to reach out to these resources to your locality. Even if you have to travel a little bit, put in that effort. Yeah. Um, I, I have no experience like working with the VA other than a couple of volunteer opportunities, but I will say um, if it is like most things in life, you got to get out. You, you will get out what you put in. And you correct me if I'm wrong, Cam. Um, you know, I, I've heard some stories with some vets that will say I went to the VA and it was like horrible and whatever. And then I hear veterans like you, Cam, that say, no, I, I have a good experience, but it's just the amount of effort you're willing to put into advocating for yourself. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, with a lot of things in life, like no one's really going to do it for you. They can kind of take you there. They can take you to a certain point, but then there's going to be certain places that only you can go. Um, yep. And 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 I think that that's what's really important to know is that you're taking your own mental health, your own health and life into your own hands. Um, and I feel like when you do that, you're much more grateful for what happens on the other end, you know, as far as positive outcomes. So guys, you know, don't get discouraged by any of these services. If, if initially maybe, you know, the right questions didn't get asked, like, please go back um, and, and try to really reevaluate these things because um, just listening to, to Cam and other vets that I know, it can be a really beneficial space for you. Um, and like he said, they've got some of the hot new therapies, hot new drugs, um, all the cool stuff that, we might not really see for the next few years in, uh, in, you know, more, the more civilian based practices. Yeah. So a big example of that, we, you know, being in pharmacy school, uh, kind of brought up how nutritionists are starting to really be brought into the medical team as a pretty necessary resource. And as we're learning about that, I was like, Oh, the VA already had this. We've been doing it for, you know, like shit. I've been out for about 10 years, just over 10 years. And they had that stuff way back then. So when I first got out in 2013, there were nutritionists on the teams already. So it's things that 
they they tried out they found it worked and eventually other um community sources will pick up on it and follow that model as that model so remember like insurance stuff a lot of insurance things are based and built kind of off the medicare model so a lot of these private services will use government programs to set their models for their own services so just remember they're out there and eventually they will come to the private sector but typically that government pocket goes deep and they get to start things first all right well guys we hope you enjoyed this episode we hope it was very informative and we hope that if anyone you or someone that you love is struggling with a mental health issue um help them seek help if you got to reach out to us uh our email again operations at menshealthunscripted.com and we will help as much as we can um, find some resources for you guys if if the ones provided are not enough. Um, and then if not, we can help just kind of help guide your way. Um, we're always here to help the guys and uh, our veterans service members. So even if you're a uh, lady and you don't have anywhere else to turn, hit us up because we we've got a guy who understands VA pretty well. Um, and we can we can definitely help. We're both pharmacists and and have a pretty good idea of you know how these systems work and things like that. So, um, with that being said, stay healthy, guys. We love you guys, and we will see you soon. Uh, last thing before we go, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Men's Health Unscripted, um, and then Twitter Unscripted underscore MH. There's less men's health stuff on there. So if, if it's men's health information you're looking for, probably not Twitter would be a great place for us. Uh, we do post some stuff, but Instagram would probably be the, the Instagram, Facebook, uh, and YouTube would be the top places. And then our website, www.menshealthunscripted.com sign up for the mail list and you can get a free smoothie guide, um, pretty much sent right into your email. And then you'll find out what's going on with us as far as all of our events, latest podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's the best way to, to get really get a hold of us is, is uh, through email um, and then just joining the mail list because we keep you updated on everything that's going on around town uh, as far as men's health goes. All right. Stay hard. Stay hard.